planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, we talk to Aaron Summit, who is the creator of the new comic Maurice and the Metal, which is the story of a metalhead in the 80s who gains impossible strength any time he listens to his Walkman, which uh, just happens to be possessed by the spirit of a Black Sabbath roadie. It's, uh, it's awesome. I've read the first issue, and uh, it's just really, really cool. Uh, go check it out for yourself at Comixology or at mauriceandthemetal.com. Or uh, even if you're in Brisbane this Saturday, June 1st, head to the Crowbar from 2pm and you can meet Aaron in person and uh, grab a physical copy. Entry's free and Aaron's just just a really good dude. So uh, come on down, hang out, listen to some metal and uh, have a bit of fun with us. Alright, before we go into the interview, we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are the go-to our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Everblack Media. We've got such a quick turnaround. I highly recommend checking them out. www.blacklightad.com.au The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. www.rwpromotion.com.au also want to give a shout-out to our friends at Lumberpunk's Axe Throwing Club, who now have two venues in Queensland, one in Miami on the Gold Coast and the other in West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunk's is the perfect destination suitable for solo adventures, date nights, bucks nights, or just hanging about with your friends. All sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets, and then competitive play. Now, you receive 10% of your session when you're quoting Ever Black in your booking notes. Terms and conditions apply. It's good fun. Uh, lots all happening. It's all happening uh, for the medal this Saturday, June 1st, 2 p.m. at Crowbar. Uh, come on down, meet Aaron Summit, and uh, grab your copy of Maurice and the Metal. All right, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube and Ever Black podcast through iTunes, uh, Spreaker. And, uh, of course, www.everblackmedia.com. All right, here is my chat with Aaron Samet, who is the creator of Maurice in the Metal. Horns high. Here we go. Aaron, thanks for joining us on the show, man. What's going on? Uh, no, not much. Um, just uh, right in the middle of, uh, you know, launching this comic book, Maurice in the Metal. Uh, coming up at Crowbar, we're going to have, like, an official launch. Which uh, to me is just insane because this idea kind of started about six and a half years ago now. So it feels like uh, I'm closing the you know the last page on this first edition. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting, man, because you really, I mean, you've combined two of my favorite things, metal and comics, with Maurice and the Metal. Of of course, the first issue. I just read that. It's awesome, man. So, you know, going back, you said it's been uh, stewing for a while. How did it come about? Just uh, on my way to work one day and uh, just, you know, deflated and dragging my feet and, you know, not wanting to go to work and uh, getting off the bus, 
you know, whatever music I was listening to at eight o'clock in the morning, it just wasn't working. So I decided to put on uh, Master of Puppets. Uh, and, you know, from that, that opening riff and every time I heard that riff again and, you know, 30 seconds into that, that song, I was feeling better about my day. Uh, you know, my shoulder was back and uh, I was just walking with like just more presence and I felt better about myself and stronger and all that kind of stuff that you, you take away from metal and mm. it's like an emotional charge. And kind of got an overactive imagination, so uh, just started thinking about what that would be like for a superhero if they got their superhero power from uh, that kind of emotional connection we have to music and it makes a physical impact on this person. It was like a five-minute walk to work, and by the time I got through the door, I had already had the comic book character in my head. Uh, so that was probably the best day of work I've ever had, actually. Uh, it got me and through not, the day. Got and not far the from the truth. You know, so many of yeah. us on the way to work or you're coming home from work or, you know, you put on metal and uh, it's got it has got that power behind it, man. It does. It's, yeah, it's true. And, and, you know, I've never been a, a muso, uh, so I don't know what it's like when you're up on stage playing. But I imagine it just it's the next level uh, where that you do take that kind of charge. And it's I mean, you see people on stage going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I used to be a, a photographer for a street press here in Brisbane. Uh, and the metal shows were always the the most fun, uh, visually entertaining. But when you saw like these uh, sixty kilo kids in the in the mosh pit just going crazy for, you know, five hours, it was like, where are they getting this energy from? And you know that it kind of all linked up. And I I don't know why I didn't come up with it maybe ten years ago. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just this this impact that metal has. Um, and I did try to like adapt the story for like maybe it could be heavy rock or punk music or, but thrash metal and the era that it's set just made so much more sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it is it based on someone you know, the character of, of Maurice? Uh, no, no. I mean, loosely some parts uh, about me apart from the, the setting. And uh, mm. I mean, I was only four, I think, when Metallica released their first album. So a bit before my time. Uh, but there are so many things that happen to this character that happened to me. And I think a lot of people can relate to it when mm. you grew up in a household where you were listening to metal and it was seen, in, especially in the early 90s, as a bit of a, it was a scapegoat for, you know, if you're satanic if you listen to a Metallica album, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's not music that everybody likes. And I think that draw drives more people to actually like something. You know, when you, you can understand it and you're not scared by it and you appreciate it, you can see the nuances in there that maybe other people can't. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's, I mean, there's not much I don't like. I, mean, I like, love everything about metal. Um, you know, if even from a, uh, a visual standpoint about how bands look on stage and uh, the way the crowd reacts, it's, it's visceral. You know, and I think also, I mean, on the surface, it seems to me like it's it's about a kid who loves metals we're talking about and gets superpowers from a, a possessed Walkman. But it also seems that it deals with a lot of deeper issues underneath. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't just want it to be uh, like a throwaway superhero where, you know, uh, like they didn't have any drive or push or, or goals. Mm. Uh, you know, they weren't there just trying to save somebody who was in distress. Um I, I did follow the the idea of the hero's journey, where you have to have the superhero, the superpower, the the guide, the thing they're fighting for, the thing they're fighting against. Um, and I, yeah, I tried to make it 
a story that people could actually relate to. Uh, and the basis for that was uh, the thrash metal scene. Uh, you know, the genre was going crazy and then kind of overnight it got boiled down to four bands. You know, they say the yeah. big four of thrash. And I never liked that because, you know, there was, I don't know how many bands there were in the, the thrash metal scene in the Bay Area, but uh, to boil that down to four and one of them not being from that area uh, just seemed a bit harsh. You know, I'm sure that Exodus, you know, are there going, you know, why weren't we, why wasn't the big five of thrash or, mm. you know. Yeah, Death so Angel as yeah, well. Yeah, no, plenty. So, <laughs> uh, like, grunge just came up like crazy and, and then, yeah. you know, thrash metal kind of, it didn't ever fully go away. And I think that's what is great about, you know, uh, metal as a genre. Um, I, I look at it now and I still think uh, it's the only impacted, you know, uh, genre of music where it's still got some edge to it. You know, it, it is still, uh, it's brutal enough for, to confuse other people and like mm. to drive like this wedge between either you love it because you understand it or you don't understand it. So you're scared of it. And not many genres of music can do that still. That is true. And I actually have an experience with that of, of recent. Someone asked me, they're like, you know, you're the metal, you know, love metal, blah, blah, blah. Hook me up with something, you know, introduce me to something that oh, maybe really? I would like. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, what's a good in? Because it's so many, uh, it, it's so vast. And I went, okay, all right. So I gave him uh, a link to the new Devon Townsend album. Right. It's a positive okay. album. It's got a, you know, I thought maybe it's something. And they came back and went, oh, it's too scary. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Scary. It's funny. Hey? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? This is probably the most positive album I've heard in a long time. It's about, yeah. you know. And yeah. they didn't, they, it was like, okay, all right. Well, glad I didn't. Uh, yeah, you, you uh, some want a corpse. lot worse than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is funny how they use that language as well. But it, it's like they're they're only seeing the surface of it. They're only hearing the guitar tone or how fast yeah. the drums are. And yeah, that that is interesting because I've seen his promo photos for this uh, upcoming tour, <laughs> and he looks like a guy you'd want to actually meet and have a chat with, rather than you know somebody from Ghost or you know yeah, some yeah. of those over the top. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. But um, I was, can't get over yeah. how popular Slipknot is now, and they've been doing it for what nearly. It would be 20 years now, right? Slipknot? Oh, over dude, 20? I was, yeah, man. I was there in, what was it, 2000? I think they played at the arena. You know, the yeah. old arena. Yeah. <laughs> look at yeah. them now, man. They're playing, uh, was it a Cusack with Metallica? I mean, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think the, the genre ever really truly disappeared. Um, it was just maybe the, the pool did get mm. smaller, but the bands in there were, you know, they were the, the big ones that were keeping the genre alive. And uh, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that Maurice is fighting for. He, he fights to keep metal alive. Um, so other genres attack it and he's defending it. I love um, it. I love it. Yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, you've been working with uh, Jesse Ham on this, which is huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was, I'm not going to say luck because I did try for like six to eight months to actually find the illustrator that, you know, the one that I wanted to work with. Um, I was just trawling Instagram and, uh, which I'm not a big social media fan, but, mm. uh, Instagram's just the, the best thing if you want to just follow artists or, you know, people looking to, to show how talented they are rather than trying to sell you stuff. Um, <clears throat> uh, emailed a couple of illustrators, uh, but always got the call back saying, you know, uh, just too busy at the moment. 
which was yeah. okay, you know. Um, but I, I hooked up with this studio called Helioscope, uh, have a look at their roster of illustrators, and he just sent him an email and said, these are the guys that I like on your roster. And, and Jesse was the, the first one to get back to me. And we just started a conversation about, you know, the direction of the comic and the style and uh, the era that it's set in. And, uh, yeah, we started off doing, like, just the character development where uh, I think he took three characters, mm-hmm. uh, some of the main ones, and uh, just did his take on it. Uh, I gave him, like, a, a style or a mood board. Uh, which featured uh, Lars quite a lot. Um, uh, and he, uh, from the, the first time I saw his rendition of Maurice, the, the lead character, I was like, yep, let's, let's move forward with this. Um, we had one conversation over the phone and everything else was just back and forth with emails. And it was uh, the, the least daunting part of it, of the whole process. Um, that I was more scared of actually writing dialogue between two characters than than watching Jesse bring this thing to life. I mean, he did an amazing job. He yeah. has, and you, you both have done an amazing job, man. Like, it is it is quite a unique, awesome comic that I think people are going to really uh, run with. And, uh, of course, Black Sabbath seems to be at the core of the comic a, as well. What, what was it about Sabbath that helped drive that story? I, um, I, just, I just wanted to make it more authentic if... Uh, if I wanted to, you know, start, you know, because they were the, they were the godfathers of of this mm. genre. You know, they really did start that thing where the, the tone of the guitars was clearly inspired by Black Sabbath, and mm. uh, you know, from them, you know, things just got harder and faster. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to make it seem like uh, that was the inspiration for it. Uh, it's featured heavily in the next edition. Uh, just some of their songs pop up. Uh, and I'm just having to be really careful about, you know, not making sure that this is a Black Sabbath comic or a Metallica comic. It's a metal mm. comic, and it, it that's right. Yeah, features uh, just some names, and like I don't drop that very often. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble copyright wise. I just wanted this to be a like a homage to to the genre, and and to to not feature Black Sabbath kind of seemed like uh, I wouldn't be doing the genre justice, um, and. and when I was saying about the uh, the hero's journey, the hero does need a guide, and mm-hmm. I couldn't think of a better guide than uh, the spirit of a Black Sabbath roadie you know, <laughs> possessing a possessing a Walkman. Um, yeah, actually, that that first day where I came up with the idea, by the time I had got home, I had ha- I had written all, I think, eighty five percent of the ideas that actually made it into the first and second edition. I'm still working on now, um, mm. but yeah, all those ideas was just like. Uh, like crazy, crazy flow. Like I just couldn't stop writing these these thoughts and these ideas. And I, I think uh, when you're you're embedded in something uh, as much as like you are in the the you know the metal genre, then you know you start to see that the there are these things that that just pop out. And you know uh, the the idea of uh, you know headbanging and wearing all black and uh, there was just so much I could take from the the genre as a whole, uh, like both visually and, um, and and in the sound, obviously. Um, and I hope when uh, the metal people, the metal crowd, are actually reading this comic, they actually spot things uh, that that are like Easter eggs just for them. Uh, on the yeah. the back cover is actually a model. It's designed after uh, the the back cover of the Master of Puppets album. The way that the images are laid out on the page. Ah. The next time you take a look at it, yeah, I, I try to put. 
a few of those things in the, in the comic. And if somebody comes out of the blue and says, this is a reference to that, I'll, I'll send them a stack of free comics, actually. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, there's also a playlist on Spotify that's been put together. Uh, did you put that together yourself? Uh, I did. Uh, that was kind of my, my motivator. You know, um, whenever I, I felt like there was a lack of production, I'd, uh, you know, put Slayer on. And it's amazing how much you can get done to Angel of Death. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, when It that, is true. When that one minute 35 riff happens, I, I could do anything. I could, yeah. Uh, I wish that song, I wonder if the, the comic would be a little bit different if that was the song that inspired me to do it. Because uh, Master of Puppets does have that, that yeah. ebb and flow where it picks up and drops off and then comes back and... But yeah, it's a it's a it's a playlist that really did see me all the way through. So every time I thought of a new song to add to that list, it, it just kept on growing and growing, and it, and it won't stop. Actually, I don't think I think that'll be there as motivator uh, for the second edition as well. So obviously, uh, some of those tracks are going to play part in future stories of uh, Maurice's journey. Uh, yeah, yeah, the ones that are relevant to that era. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, yeah, just trying to take references from from as many places as, as i can get it's just just there to constantly inspire me you know uh, even just looking at photographs uh like when i was a photographer for that street press you know i've got stacks of you know photos from um you know shows like slayer and mastodon and mm. uh opeth and uh you know just seeing what the the genre is like and having to to look at it with you know different eyes and and try and invent this like universe within this genre and i hope that that does come across like i hope that at the end of whatever however long this this thing's going to go on for i hope that i've built this like little universe inside the metal genre for these characters anyway well where would you like to see the series go um you know a a animated series you know something Um, like that is that something that you know down the track that you you goal yeah um uh people have been asking me that like that was like that has to be my intention but it it really wasn't um that would be fantastic obviously like i would never say no that's not what the but the the success that i was chasing uh was just to be the first person to hold this comic it six years ago or six and a half years ago when i thought of Mm -hmm. it i just couldn't stop thinking about it um and it was it was pretty selfish of me but the, the one thing that i wanted was just to hold this comic so every, everything else, everything else, on, everything else past that level of success is, is fantastic. But the level of success that I try to gauge myself by was just getting it done, you know, uh, just holding it. And, you know, when I, I, I am holding it and I feel like this is the best thing I've ever accomplished, really. You know, I've worked for other people and made magazines mm. for other people, but this, this was me from cover to cover, from start to finish. Uh, so everything else. I mean, if I hear uh, somebody talking about it, uh, if I get feedback, you know, all these levels of success is just, you know, it blows my mind. Um, but yeah, obviously, it would be. I think it would be a great animated series. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the goal right now. I just want to <laughs> get people reading it and uh, try and get to this next edition. So Mate, you, you can incredible. see it. You, you can see it as an animated series. Oh, dude, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be too. And uh, I heard the other day that metal's the fastest growing growing genre again. Yeah, man, it ne- yeah. and it's never going away. Never and that's going the thing away. Is I was but... talking, man, I was talking to someone about that. Another conversation. I was saying metal has 
not gone away. No, you know, no. it's had its its down times. It's yeah. had its cheesy times. Yeah. But uh, you can't stop the metal, man. No, you it's cannot just... stop the metal. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it seems like when it goes on the ground, even just for a bit, it comes back stronger and got so many different dimensions now. Like, the, you know, since heavy metal was something, then, you know, power metal and then death yeah. metal and then, uh, like, you can... There's flavors of it now. There's flavors of metal. There's shades of black. I like that. That's a good. Yeah. Hey, man. There you go. I love it. Have you uh, have you got the first issue in hand yourself? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've got like 900 sitting right next to my bed here. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Are you going to frame one? Uh, I have been thinking about that. I have been thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be a good idea. Um, uh, yeah. I, I will be doing that. I, I oh. think so, man, because that is a hell of an achievement, man. It's uh, something you've got to be proud of, man. And, you know, you said you've worked so hard for it, you know. And uh, you said, I think you said before, like, you, you know, it's a selfish thing. You know, you just wanted to hold it, but it's not. It's it's an achievement. You've worked hard for it, and you deserve uh, all good that comes from it, brother. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. It was uh, a that level of success. You know, you know, I keep on moving the the goals and saying, this is where I want to be. Then this is where I want to be. Uh, the comic book, uh, store in the city said that they'd stock it. And I was like, all right, what's next? Uh, the last one, the last like little level of success where I go, I'm going to get to that point. Uh, mm-hmm. my son said that it's cool that I made a comic book and I'm like, Whoa. Oh dude. That's, that, <laughs> yeah. you, and no one can take that away from you. No, no, definitely not. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's such a, a great thing to, you know, to stop. Uh, focusing on making other people their magazines and money for them and taking, mm. you know, uh, this was this was work that I was doing without thinking about money. Uh, and it was yeah. so, so refreshing and I could do it my own way and uh, no one was there telling me um, it needs to be this way or it needs to be that. Um, I had a really good support crew of people that would uh, just, you know, keep on pushing and motivating and, and reading and, and making comments and, uh, I had an, an editor that I used to work with at the street press, uh, Chris Harms did such a great job in, uh, kind of like digging deeper into the, to the script and, uh, like maybe saying that the dialogue here sounds too Australian and it's, it's supposed to be set in America. So it can't, you know, you can't mm-hmm. have the word mum. It has to be mom, you know, to the O. Yeah. Uh, so there was like these things that, um, cause I, I'm not, I'm not from a writing background at all. It's, it's always been. Uh, production for me so just visual um, graphic design art direction Um, but what I wanted to focus on with this was just creating something so when somebody says oh you're a writer I feel more like I'm a creator Uh, and just had six years to kind of uh, focus on getting the script you know that's how long it would take me to write Uh, but I think now I feel like I've got a handle on the characters and how they speak to one another and that was always my biggest issue. And here they are. It's going to just grow from here, man. Of course, you're going to be launching it on uh, June 1st at the Crowbar in Brisbane, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool, man. That's at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I think it kicks off. And yeah. uh, it's like a little uh, was it like a little record market as well. Perfect. Yeah, the, the metal market day, yeah. yeah. So I'll be there handing out free comics. And oh, when I say free, there is a price that needs to be paid. I, all I want is feedback at the moment. I, I want to use this as uh, just to get books into people's hands and get feedback mm-hmm. for the next edition. Uh, I want to see what they like and what they dislike and, um, you know, just get people talking about it. If 
if people out there have read it and you see that last panel, uh, the most uh, the mo- all the, most of the feedback that I do get is what happens next. Uh, and uh, I didn't really do that on purpose. I just didn't want to end on like a, a boring panel. But uh, mm. the way it ends, you know, I'm really going to have to get this next edition out in something quicker than six years. definitely man because i'm hanging to find out what happens next okay Uh, cool well i I would say about six months six more months yeah just because it is a it's a you know a one person job at the moment but the more people that actually read it and give me this feedback it's just going to inspire me to get to that that next level quicker awesome man awesome well i'm definitely proud of you man and what you're doing for um metal and uh telling your stories it's it's awesome hit us with the links where can we uh where can we keep up to uh, date with Maurice and his adventures? Uh, well, if you use the Comixology app, you can you can get it there. Uh, I've got it on my website as well. You can buy a print one from a big cartel store, but it's on maurice-and-the-metal.com. So just put Maurice and the Metal into uh, Google and you'll find it there. Uh, Comics etc. in Brisbane City has got it. Uh, and I'm just, at the moment, uh, sending out stacks of comics to... Uh, comic stores around Australia uh, just to get their feedback at the moment you know uh, I'm, I'm sure that they get independent comics all the time and you know mm-hmm. sometimes you know you can't just send them a hundred and say hey sell these for me uh, so I'm just getting feedback from them at the moment uh, but yeah there's there's plenty of ways to get this thing and what about uh, conventions like Supernova and stuff will we see it there I, I have been thinking about that, but that that would be the only only thing I've got there to sell. So if um, if I could find like maybe somebody to go halves with a table on, then yeah, maybe that might be might be something to do. Yeah, yeah, no, that that would be great just to because introduce the comic to new people, but also get people coming up and asking questions about it as well. Um, I really didn't know how many metal uh, people and comic people actually met in the middle. You know, if you did a Venn diagram mm. of uh, the metal crowd and the comic crowd and, and, you know, where they intersect and how big that, that, that group would be. Um, but I think it, it is for the metal people who don't read comics and for the comic people who don't listen to metal, uh, try to make it, you know, you just get like an introduction to, to one of the other worlds, you know, one of the other worlds that you're not that familiar with. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. but no, I would definitely consider going supernova or, or comic con. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it, would man. it would be an experience. Oh, dude, it'd be unreal. But in the meantime, we'll see you at Crowbar on June 1st. June from 1st. 2 p.m. We'll come yep. down yep. and uh, I don't know if they're going to be – they, is there going to be beer at that time in the afternoon? But, uh, uh, yeah, Crowbar, yeah. Um, I think there's a special brew. I'm not sure. It's called the Maurice and the Metales. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, which I haven't tasted. I don't know what it is, but – you know, it, it'll, it'll just be a fun day and you get to come and grab a free comic. Excellent. Excellent. Well, dude, yeah. thank you again for taking the right. time to hang out on the show. All the best to you and you. Uh, Maurice. And uh, we'll see you soon, bro. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, it means a lot. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 